house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so unlucky. With their three children. <laughs> and something more. Welcome back to Franchise Fanatics. I'm Ryan. Boo! I'm Cody Lindley. <laughs> and on today's podcast, we have someone who's experiencing a poltergeist on their laptop at the moment. Uh, you've heard him here before. Welcome back to the podcast, our dear friend, Median Esteban Reyna. Slowest speaker in Chicago, Esteban speaker, Esteban Reyna. Hello. Um, am I being videotaped too, or no? This is just audio, right? This is not a <laughs> just audio pod, yeah, or so video you can keep pod. Keep your shirt off if you want. <laughs> I can pick my nose <laughs> if I want to. Cool. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Esteban. Oh, Esteban, what movie are we talking about today? I'm talking about Raging Bull. <laughs> <laughs> no, incorrect. Ryan, what movie are we talking about today? About 1982's <laughs> Poltergeist. Directed by Toby Hooper, though shadow directed by Steven Spielberg. But before we get to that, we obviously uh, don't have real sponsors. So who should sponsor us today? Almost $70 million worth of dwelling and properties. Now that's a whole generation of security that nobody can put a price tag on. Ryan, I'd love to hear from you first. We should be sponsored by Real Corpses. Uh, there mm. are some mo- used in this movie. Uh, you know, they're just <laughs> chilling in the ground. Let us let <laughs> throw us a quick sponsorship. It we're, we're in spooky season right now. Give me some real corpses. Yeah, we can ra- rifle through their pockets. Esteban, um, if we were being sponsored by someone today, uh, who should we be sponsored by? Chairs. Lots of chairs. <laughs> We're going to be sponsored Stacked by on the table. Yeah, hey, you know, which whatever <laughs> floats your boat, whatever is creative for you. We're going to be sponsored by lots of wooden chairs. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, and my sponsor today was stolen by Ryan. He already said it. So along with bitch. I read this in the same article. <laughs> Uh, real corpses, but fake weed. Rolled oregano. Because um, mm. the interviewer was like, well, if the corpses were real, were you guys really high in that scene? And she was like, no. That's <laughs> man. <laughs> nah. Hello? Esteban, you want to kick us off with your ding-dang initial thoughts? Kicking us off in, on, in five, 
four, three. Okay. Um, so my initial thoughts on Poltergeist is I enjoyed this movie a lot. I thought it was amazing, and I'm glad y'all chose me for this one because at first I was like, I don't, I haven't seen this in a while, but. On, upon like finishing the movie, I was just feeling like, oh my god, this is awesome. I freaking loved this. I don't know how much I should say, but those are my initial thoughts. No, I love that. That's perfect. A uh, little background on this episode. Um, me and Ryan had thought about maybe doing The Exorcist, but there were too many movies, so we settled on Poltergeist. But I reached out to Esteban yeah. and the two of us, and I said... Do you want to do The Exorcist? And Esteban was so excited. Ah. And then Ryan goes, no, no, the Poltergeist. I was so excited. But you know what? <laughs> I got to say, I kind of had like similar vibes. I haven't seen this movie in a really long time. I remember really liking it, but I thought it was a bit more stiff and stuff. And then within like two minutes of watching it, they're like tripping over their kids stuff. They seem just like such a real family. They're like smoking weed in the bed after the kids have gone to bed and stuff. And I was, and it starts getting spooky from like the very beginning too, with the they're here. Um, wow, I had a I had a blast watching this. Um, I had to watch it like I was interrupted a couple of times, and now I actually really want to go back and watch it one night where I don't have anything this spooky season, so I can watch it all at once. It was so good. I'll go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, right. movie, this movie is great. <laughs> you know, I um, I actually had seen it recently. Uh, this was one of those movies where somehow I, I just never watched it, even though it's like truly a, a horror classic. I hadn't watched it until 2020. And then, you know, there was that kind of thing where everyone's like, oh, I should watch every movie I've never seen before, <laughs> especially those that are supposed <laughs> to be good. So I, I took advantage of that and I watched it. And yeah, this movie's great. The cinematography is awesome. The lighting, uh, the performances, uh, you know, all of it. The characters are really great. Um it's also like a little bit of a different take on like, you know, a, a not like a haunting of the house, but like a possessed house, however you kind of want to frame it, which I think is is pretty interesting. It's a cool take. It is definitely scary, um, visually quite cool. Um, but I think there's also like a very nice human element to this. I'll, I'll talk a bit more, more about that once we get into the characters, because I want to kind of talk about some of their specifics. But yeah, there's a there's also like a really there's a real sweetness to this movie, I think. Uh that Cody kind of alluded to when he was talking about like, this seems like a, a real family. Um, so yeah, those are my initial thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent agree, Ryan. Um, since you mentioned it, should we dive into them characters now? Yeah, let's do it. Ryan, kick us off with your thoughts of one of the characters. Your choice. Kick us Second off. Dealer's choice. Uh, well, I have IMDb pulled up, and uh, so I'll just go with our our <laughs> uh, the number one build here, which is uh, Craig T. Nelson, who plays Steve Freeling. Yeah, you know, I I like this character. I think he is like truly like a pretty accurate depiction of a dad. Like he's he's kind of goofy. You know, he's got all the boys over on Sunday to watch the football game at the beginning. He's like arguing with his neighbor and stuff. But also one thing I really liked about this character was that, you know, when stuff starts to like go awry, like he he's not at all incredulous. Like his wife's like, come to the kitchen. You got to see this. And like, you know, I feel like in a lot of horror movies, especially like the husband would try to like justify it or be like super incredulous. But 
like right away he believes her when like the bed starts shaking like he's on the phone the next morning he's like there's no way you slept through that earthquake like he knows something's up and he's not trying to like brush it off or anything um you know when the oldest daughter is like gonna go into the kitchen he's like no i'll do it and like you know he runs up to the tree to get the the sun and everything and so yeah i think there's just like a, a very like human element to this and it's nice to see like him and the rest of the family, like him and his wife, who we'll talk about shortly, uh, are like very much on the same page. Like they they're a united front. And I think that is something that's kind of unique to this movie, especially in horror. Like a lot of times, you know, and he also just doesn't go back to work where I feel like in a lot of other horror movies, he'd be like, oh, but I'm so busy. I got to like, he's like, <laughs> no, I'm going to lie to my boss, say that I have the flu. Like I'm, I'm here for this family. So those are my thoughts. Esteban, you want to give us your thoughts of Craig T. Nelson? Yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Uh, he's a great coach, you know what I mean? He just, uh, he really knows uh, how to bring the team together, his family, the Freelings. Um, yeah, so I love Craig T. Nelson. I think he's a, um, you know, like we all, we've, we've grown up on Craig T. Nelson in some fashion or another. If you watched him in Coach or if you watched him in... Um, the uh, Parenthood uh, TV show, but I think, you know, he just feels, he's a great dad character. And I think that's his type pretty much. Like every, you can see him as a grandpa or um, a dad and you see him in this part. He's like right away. He, you can see him as like, I think he's a dad that loves watching sports with the guys, you know, and he's right, right away. You know, he's just yelling at his neighbor. Come on, we're watching this. Uh, we're watching this, uh, uh, what's that one scene where he's yelling at his neighbor? Football game. It's a football game. Um, it's a football. I'm not a sports guy, so he's watching. Uh, he's watching hockey with his uh, his uh, comrade comrade of uh, Vietnam vets. They were vets, right? I don't know. Oh my god, that's <laughs> I have Sorry. no idea. No bits, right? <laughs> let's talk. Let's yeah. let's get serious. Like I think, uh, like I think he was uh, really well cast, and I don't. Um, he yeah like he he's just a great actor i don't know what else to say i wish i have more things to say on craig t nelson as steven freeling but um i think he does his job i i i think a lot of my um emotion goes towards the mom character which i'll save because she really gets uh she really gets hers um and he's just, I feel like he's there for support and he plays a really good supporting, uh, husband figure. He, and he's got a lot of good, he's got a great sense of humor to his character too, that I like that, that what he brings to the chemistry with him and, um, Joe Beth Williams who plays Diane. Um, and yeah, and he's, a. Uh, he that's about it i don't want to start doing the uhs in this podcast <laughs> that, <laughs> that I've, sounds that great I've been doing um yeah i agree i think uh i think you guys both brought up a scene that like if you showed me that scene with the tv out of context i would be like oh what family comedy is this like it's so well shot that like you know the scene with the tv where they're like i'm turning on mr rogers oh, and they're yeah, going back yeah. and forth i was like this is like that funny scene in like a family comedy between the neighbors which really, I think, is one of the things I'll say about every character, but I think Craig T. Nelson does really well. We get past the, like, incredulous, like you mentioned, Ryan. Like, we maybe that still happens, but we don't like when Dr. Leah comes in, when Tangina comes in. We don't, like, spend time being, like, 
oh, I don't believe you. It's just like we accept the reality. We we see these characters reacting. Um, it's really good. He's I mean, I don't really have anything more to say than what you guys said. He plays it really well. He plays like a yuppie dad who's trying to be fun and works hard and is like, yeah, works a white collar job and his kids toys are everywhere and stuff. He's fun. <laughs> disheveled. He plays disheveled really well. I, feel, I forgot yeah. to say. You know what you do? When you see the lightning, you count until you hear the thunder. If you can count higher each time, that means the storm's moving away from us. I'll jump into Diane Freeling since we, uh, she'll be next is who I have on my IMDb. Uh, jo Beth Williams. Great. Um, so fun. I don't, I don't know if I've seen her in anything else. I'm sure she's done other things, but I don't recognize her, but she is just again. So herself, it, the, the chemistry feels so natural and she isn't reduced to a, where are my kids? Where are my kids? Like throughout the whole thing, which happens so much in horror, like, she does care about her family and she is the one that goes and gets her, her daughter. But we still see her like be able to have a conversation, deal with the situation. Um, like you normally would, you know, like, yeah, like you normally would if a paranormal <laughs> force took your family. Uh, but no, I don't want to go too long. So that's my thoughts on her. I think she did a great job. Uh, Esteban. Yeah. I loved her, um, portrayal of, uh, Diane Freeling, uh, Joe Beth Williams. Let's say her name again. She's great. Um, I I thought she played like I was really like I felt the emotion from her character, like um, just and the frightfulness of her, like just being scared, but also being like scared in the house, but scared for her children. That one moment where she like is, um, I think it's probably in the first part of the movie where she. The, the poltergeists have already uh, entered the house and taken um, taken the daughter. Freeze. Yeah, he froze for me too. Ryan, do you just want to go ahead and say your thoughts for a second? Oh, I think he's ah, fuck That's fun. Damn you it. Circle back Shit, I had so many. Cutting out. Yeah. Yeah, my fucking internet, man. Um, we got this new internet <laughs> shit going on. I don't know what's going on. All right. So where did, what did I last okay. leave off? I think you said uh, her, her name. name. Yeah. So just <laughs> I said Joe Beth Williams, right? I was really getting yeah, into it. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Joe Beth Williams. Um so I really enjoyed her portrayal and her characterization of Diane Freeling. Y'all get that? Did y'all get that? Now, yeah. Is that am I not frozen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, okay, I, cool. I thought you made a joke. No, 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 I thought no, no, you were no, no. Being, sorry, no, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm you, just frustrated by the technology that is this light. This war- the poltergeist just entered the, the into my life right now, eh? Um, so, okay. Joe Beth Williams, great portrayal and characterization of uh, Diane Freeling. Uh, she really uh, took me into the emotional part of the story, I feel, for her character, because I felt mm-hmm. like she was really like. Um, I could feel her being scared in the house, but also scared for her children. Um, and her just like desperation is the word I would want to uh, focus on for her. And uh, I mean, she's also very humorous too. And there's like, she's like, uh, like you mentioned already, Cody, she, um, I, I, I believe you said that she was just very herself. You can kind of just, yeah. you can feel Joe, you can feel that that's who that person is. Um, and like, there was a moment that, um, that was really cool. I like when um, I was saying um, that when they pull the, when the poltergeists have already visited and have already taken the, her daughter into the inner world, 
there's a moment where she's in the hallway and she's like standing outside her kids' rooms, her two younger kids' rooms, and she like just goes for the door handle and then she's just like, hmm, and then she opens it and the freaking thing just like, like the whole monster of it all just like, you know, just abrupts and it's just, it's a shock, you know, it's a, what do you call it in horror? Like a, uh, jump scare? A jump scare. It's like a jump scare right away and then you just like feel her right away just like, she doesn't get scared. She gets, I mean, she does get scared, but she's like, uh, there's a desperation there too, which was just like, oh my gosh, will this ever end? Is How are we going to get out of this, right? Just in that little moment. And I just really, and she really gets hurt. Like I said, she gets hers like in the end and she just really, you can see her just really fight uh, for her children and for her family towards the later part of the movie. But she really has a whole emotional roller coaster that I feel like, uh, she brings to that part. She goes on. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Ryan? Yeah, you know, uh, again, great character here as well. Uh, again, there's like a very, there's a lot of sweetness to this character. Um, I, I really do enjoy that scene where they're in bed uh, together, mm. you know, her and uh, Steve Reeling, you know, her husband. They're just like there and they're just like kind of flirting and like smoking a little bit of weed, just having like a nice time together after their kids have gone to bed. I'm like, this is just a nice portrayal of like sort of an everyday couple. Right. And, um, you know, her reaction, I I like that she's not hysterical throughout the entire movie, but she is like concerned. And I think she like is also like it seems pretty obvious that she's like trying to keep it together for like her kids. Like she is sort of like the emotional, not like core, but like. Uh, like pace setter almost in some ways. But yeah, she's she's very funny. I like when she's like she's like excited when she first is like tracking the chair through the kitchen and stuff. And so like, <laughs> you know, she's got like a lot of confidence to dealing with this. She's like, I don't Well, something's up. I don't know what it is, you know. Um, but yeah, it just just really knocks this this role out of the part. And I think her and, and Craig T. Nelson uh, really do play well off each other. I think they're uh, I think she did a great job with this role. Yeah, I agree. You know, once I slept walked four blocks and I, I fell asleep in the back of this guy's car. He drove all the way to work before discovering me. There are so many other characters to talk about, but the one I want to focus on next is uh, Tangina uh, Zelda Rubenstein. Esteban, kick us off, pal. Yeah, she is like... um what do the people say? She's an icon. She's a, she, cause she's a presence right away when she enters, like she just appears like the way the camera picks the, when we introduce her, it's almost as if she's, I don't know. It was like a magic trick, you know, like we're all focused on the family. We're focused on the experts and the doctors uh, that they they come in from the, uh, I guess it's the university where those, uh, the doctors come from. But then all of a sudden, the little, it's probably like after the midpoint of the movie, she appears from right behind the 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 the, the wall of the in in their uh, house, and she's like just controlling. She she's the highest status of uh, she just controls that's her space, and um, and of course, you know, she just has this like very. Um, iconic high-pitched voice but it's she's just also just very just uh absorbing and i it's almost i could see like i would love to see like uh 
I don't know. She's just very Shakespearean. Just everything's big with her. She's she, she like commands the stage, um, and but she's also got um, she's 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 like a no bullshitter, but she's also not just you know at that level. She she also brings a certain sense of uh, I don't know. She she really makes this a genre picture. You know, she makes it fun sure. by just being like. I'll stop right there because I'm, I'm uh, yeah. No, nope, yeah. yeah that's great. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, you want to tell us your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, like status and presence because that's kind of how I felt too. It's like as, she, as soon as she's there, like all attention is on her. It, it was like if a, if a mafia Don walked into like a restaurant <laughs> without the staff knowing or something, you know? Uh, and like she is the utmost expert. She's the only one that can do this. Uh, I did. I meant to mention this uh, earlier, but when they're like getting ready to go into her, I do love that um, Joe Beth Williams, Diane, like when they're getting ready to go. In, I, I, and I mentioned this because it's also a funny moment with um, uh, Tangina where she's like, let me do it like she won't go to you. And then she's like, you've never done this before. And she's like, neither have you. And she's like. You're right. You do it. Uh, but I just love that <laughs> moment from both of those characters because, like, it's a funny moment. Yeah. But also, like, you know, the, uh, Diane is like, I'm going in. I'm going to be the one to get my kids. Like, I don't care if I'm entering this, like, otherworldly dimension, whatever. Um, but, yeah, you know, this character is great. It, it's it, it's just such a quotable character. You know, the it's oh, God, everything about it, like when she's just standing and all the lights are kind of all over around her and she's like go into the light go into the light like yeah it does feel like very shakespearean as one that's a great way of putting it and she's also only in this movie for what six or seven minutes like it's pretty much just that one scene like she is one of those characters where it's like you think of her as this is such an iconic role such a quotable role but she is also like in this movie for very very little time but yeah everybody knows who she is and it's for good reason yeah, 100%. You both mentioned like everything I, I, I think about her. High status, very um, otherworldly uh, in her knowledge, but grounded by like, you know, like that scene where she's like, oh, you're right. You do it then. Uh, like, you know, she doesn't claim to know everything. She just is open. And, I, yeah. you know, like when she does that, Craig T. Nelson's like, I'm trying to think of this in my mm -hmm. head and then has to say it out loud. And she's like, I don't like trick answers. Like, it's very fun. She doesn't play games. Um, super super great yeah such a unique presence such a unique little voice mm -hmm. that she has yeah. it'll be okay um she's in another movie i really like called behind the mask the L rise of leslie vernon where she mm -hmm. plays like a librarian with a similar energy um but she's so fun i just love this actress um but yeah those are my those are kind of my thoughts on it like super fun there's not too much to talk about other yeah. than what we've said can i add real yeah. quick great. uh she's yeah. what is she's a medium right that's what her yeah they don't say that so, in yeah. the in the movie i asked like somebody and i was like you know what is what do you call those people that just speak to the dead or the ghost and right away a medium oh and, and but yeah anyways i wanted to add that i, I don't know she looks like a small to me right hey, oh. i don't know anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she's very short in this movie it's the joke yeah. i'm making yeah. <laughs> you're jamming my frequencies uh, i don't know if you guys have anything else to say about like 
any other characters just real quick i just think the kids are the kids are fun oh yeah. there carol ann gets like a mm-hmm. chance to really shine obviously mm-hmm. and then the doctors and everything are, are fun yeah yeah they're you know they they don't have like a whole lot of story arc or anything to them uh I, the one thing i will say is I, I just think carol ann is such a great name to be yelling yes. all the time mm-hmm. for like when they're just like carol ann carol ann like i don't know it just it just ring there's like a ring to it but uh yeah yeah everyone else is is good uh, they're a nice presence, but I don't have a whole lot to say about them. Spoiler alert on who we're recasting later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, nice. Can I add, uh, just, can I single someone out out of the, the kids? Yeah, of course, Esteban. Um, I just do want to mention this because it, uh, Carol Ann, you know, Carol Ann is the, I, the poster of the movie. She's in front of the TV and She's the one that says the most famous line that, you know, they're here. And then it's like, uh, but also I just love the little actor that played uh, Carol Ann. She just has little moments that are just so cute. And especially when they bury uh, Tweety, the little bird where she's putting, that was just like a, like, oh, that's so sweet. Like for when he's lonely, she puts a little like napkin over him for when he's lonely. or she gives him like a picture. She gives Tweety a little picture. This is when they're burying Tweety. Mm-hmm. She gives him yeah. a picture of, of her and like for when he's lonely and when he's tired or it was just very sweet. And then the, and then she's like, can I get a, a goldfish now? <laughs> <laughs> can I have a goldfish now? Yeah. She was, she was so yeah. good with being unselfconscious. I mean, yeah. Heather O'Rourke, yeah. great actress in all three of these movies. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, oh. passed before her time. Yeah. Um, one of the poltergeist like yeah. things around it, although hers was just the health condition. Yeah. But um, look it up. The production facts. I don't know if Ryan or anyone will want to talk about it later and recap recast. But there's just like some real production things that were wild, like the real skeletons, and then some supposedly haunted things that are fun to read about. And will you do anything I ask, even if it comes contrary to your beliefs as a human being and a Christian? But yeah, so I've got three minutes pulled up on my phone. Esteban Reina, are you excited to give us the plot of Poltergeist I, in three minutes? I will try, and yes, I am excited. All right. Esteban, one, two, three, go. Welcome to the world of Poltergeist. We open on the most scary sounds of all time. The Star Spangled Banner? What the heck? Okay, so this movie starts off with the Star Spangled Banner, and we are now inside the house. <laughs> you know, I see 242, 241, 240. Uh, we see the... We are in the house right away of the Freelings, the family of the Freelings. Stephen, Diane, Freeling. They are the uh, mother and father of Robbie Freeling, little boy. Carol Ann Freeling, little girl. And teenage daughter, Dana Freeling. Okay, I'm not really good with character names, but this one I really point, I was really paying attention to that. So they are in this house, and in this house, it is haunted, maybe? The, the TV is snowy. Little girl Carol Ann is just staring into the TV, like getting blinded by the light. Blinded by the light, Bruce Springsteen says. And um, <laughs> we. Uh, and now things go kind of crazy in this house. Chairs start moving and the mom, Diane Freeling, starts seeing uh, the chairs move as well. 
and then she accepts the reality that the place is haunted. Definitely, she just like does without missing a beat. Diane is like, yeah, this place is haunted, and tells her husband Stephen, and he's like, huh? They just have this whole thing with the chairs being pulled by some force, some paranormal force in the kitchen, and then they also use their little daughter, Carol Ann. Look, it's, the thing is pulling our little daughter. They're using their kids, for God's sakes. These freaking parents? What's wrong with them? Anyways, apparently these little ghosts are like, they seem innocent enough right now until the tree that is lurking over Robbie's window in his bedroom. And he's like, this tree is looking at me. It's like living. And, and the dad comes in and says, the tree's okay. The tree's fine. But then, no, it's not. The tree bursts through the window, takes Robbie, and it sucks him into the tree. But then they save him. But while they're saving him, Carol Ann gets sucked into the closet by this force. And then the ghosts or the poltergeists win, and they pull her into what is known as the inner world. The inner world. And now the whole film is mostly pretty much about trying to save Carol Ann. And the Freelings are fighting desperately. Most... Definitely Diane Freeling. She's fighting for her children's life. And then we find out they're on a tribal burial ground. Or no, it's not tribal burial. They find out they didn't move. They're, the freaking suburban lifestyle. We find out shit's run amok. And they eventually, they fucking get out of there. They get out of there. A lot of shit happens. I got five seconds left. But uh, dead corpses and Tangina, what a force. Anyways, damn. Gotta be quicker than that around here. <laughs> I really wanted more to say. <laughs> I don't know if, that's uh, great. if you, this is a, not a visual medium, uh, but that entire time Esteban was furiously cleaning his room. So he can now say, <laughs> this house is clean. This house. Oh, that was a good setup clean. all for that lie. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I loved it. Um, yeah, I mean, awesome I think the way. only thing you really missed is that some scientists come in to yeah. take, uh, take some signs then tangina comes in yeah. calms everyone down and helps save carol ann and then they get out there and the house disappears a lot of shit happens in the first part of the movie and it almost feels like it ends and then it doesn't then more shit happens and that's where i was like holy crap that if, if i may just real quick it's just that long hallway moment with like oh, when yeah. diane is running down the hallway and then it just extends that just really like took me i was like what the fuck willy wonka on the chocolate factory kind of situation <laughs> it was so cool it was like i was tripping out yeah it's great let's dive that's <laughs> one it was a great no the practical <laughs> no, effects are great. amazing that's why i want to get into the recap rating now let's go get your daughter i'm gonna kick it off this week because spoiler alert i love this movie i'm gonna get a, a 4.5 um freaking dead bodies in the pool <laughs> Uh, or actually just coffins rising from the ground out of five. I think the practical effects are really good. I think the tone of this movie, it really strikes something special. A lot of horror movies struggle with They're either self-serious or too campy. This walks a really nice line. I think that the moment that I want to just kind of end my recap on that, I think is so important to capture the tone of this movie is the researchers are like over seven hours, we recorded a car move seven centimeters. The human eye couldn't see it. And Craig T. Nelson's just kind of listening patiently and then wordlessly just opens a door and furniture and lamps are flying around. And they're like, you know, he doesn't gloat. He's not like, you won't believe what you see. He just listens patiently and then just shows them this insane thing he's been dealing with. 
Yeah. And it was so funny and so good. Ryan, you want to kick us off next? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this movie four and a half out of five uh, houses being sucked into the ground. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I think we all genuinely like this movie. You know, I already kind of mentioned like the human element of it, which I don't think we see in a lot of horror movies. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good like dynamics here. It, it does have very humorous moments like the um, the one Cody just kind of mentioned. And then, you know, the one I mentioned earlier, uh, I do also love at the very end. They go into a hotel room and then the final moment <laughs> is you just see the yes. TV being shoved out of the room because uh, that's what sucked in Carol Ann, as we all know. Um I will say one thing uh, from a somewhat negative standpoint is there is a lot of exposition in this movie. Um, I mean, I think part of it is somewhat organic because they're trying to explain like what a poltergeist is. Oh, it's just kind of mischievous. So it's like the Steve-O of ghosts. Uh, But there is also a lot (laughs) that is explained through dialogue in this. Um, But yeah, I mean. A lot of good practical effects, you know, uh, Toby Hooper, uh, obviously, like, you know, very uh, enshrined in the horror genre between this and like Texas Chainsaw Massacre written by Steven Spielberg says a lot of like really good minds behind this movie. Uh, I think a lot of the effects also hold up. Yeah, it's it's just overall a good movie. Go watch it. (laughs) Go watch it. And Esteban, are you going to tell the people to go watch it or is your rating different? Oh, man, Um, I was going to give it a four uh clown uh creepy ass clowns and trees uh, <laughs> uh out of five then you can you know like i mean only because i know this movie which i found out re- yesterday that this was released within a week of et um mm-hmm. the extraterrestrial which was so fast that was like i think that's like the closest those uh that steven spielberg has released something that he's been a part of um and I give it's why he yeah. couldn't direct it because yeah. he was going to, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think because because it it feels and lives and breathes like in the world of ET, like those two like could have been like right next to each other, you know. It's like the no country for old men and there will be blood situation, you know. Just they look, you know, similar. Um, but yeah, that's what I would give it because it, it it's. Um, but that four for me is a high rating, you know, out of five, yeah. definitely. So. It was. Yeah, I gave Ocean's Eleven a ten out of five. So, Holy crap. Um, my rating scales all over the place. Um, <laughs> you gave eleven out of five. You know what I mean? Hey. hey. Oh God, I love it when you talk dirty. <laughs> Let's get to those hot, hot recasts. Because you know what, Hollywood, we know now that the now that the strike's over, <laughs> we know what actors you need to make a remake of this. And no, we're not talking about the one with Sam Rockwell. All right, let's uh, Esteban. Who's your Steven? All right, um, I got it right away. This was the person that popped up in my head, and I was like, "Oh, interesting." Okay, well, I'm gonna go with Jason Siegel from Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Freaks oh, and Geeks. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice. Been watching Shrinking a lot lately, and I just thought he would be. I'd like to see him like get like tortured by some ghosts <laughs> and save his family. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he would. Ryan? Sorry, yeah. No, no, yeah. You... <laughs> Go for it. Sorry, Ryan. You you agree, Jason Siegel? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, that's a great pick. But I said Jake Johnson. Uh, I think similar to oh! Craig T. Nelson, just sort of like an every everyday kind of guy, you know, uh, just sort of an everyman, you know. 
Also came from the sitcom world, like Coach and everything. So yeah, I think Jake Johnson's yeah. good. He's on my list too. Cool. Nice. Yeah, that's a great call. I went with a, someone I think I've casted a whole bunch before, but I don't know why. I went, yeah, let's do it. John Reynolds. John Reynolds mm. as Steve. John, oh, it's like, who the heck? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. And then I just, I don't know. I think you could do it. I think you'd be fun. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, come on. I mean, that's sacrilegious, isn't it? Then our Diane. Ryan, you want to kick us off with the Diane? I will kick us off with the Diane. I will say uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Um, Holy you know, crap. She's she's a, a great, great actor. Uh, we know she can do horror. If you've if you've seen us, you know, she can she can do it. And I think, yeah, she's just a, such a good actor. Uh, she can do comedy and be playful really well and also do horror. So just think she'd knock this one out of the park. Esteban, you want to go next? Well, shit, you took it. You took it. Oh, I was gonna, well, I was gonna say, but thoughts. I do have a second choice. I was gonna do this. I mean, okay. Lupita uh, Nyong'o. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, I would love. I could see her pair off really well with Jason Segel. That's what in my cast. Um, and I was just thinking, oh, that would they would be a fun dynamic. And also, I, I could. And yeah, she was in us, but also, and I was very conscious of the fact that I was like, I wanted to put somebody that was from like the horror genre. I would love to like. Who could I get from? And just to like, um, so I thought of her. Um, so, but my other, my second choice was Linda Cardellini. If I really want to, she's also this. not. What was that? I was just saying, she's also not um, shy to the horror comedy field. Yeah. Uh, Little Monsters Ooh. is a 2019 uh, movie about a zombie apocalypse that nice. she's a teacher that she's in it. Nice. Right but I mean, great casting. I went with um, Alana Glate. Gazer. Glazer? Mm. Gazer. Glazer, yeah. Glazer. She recently wrote a horror movie that I huh. saw on Hulu that was pretty fun and I liked her in it. And I think we already know she can do humor. She was a little bit more like serious in that movie. So I think that's what's fun is like we already know she can kind of maybe live in the middle for that Diane character. Yeah. Who is that again? I gotta look her up. Uh, you probably uh, know her from Ross City. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely, I see. Buster, she took the baby! Then I'll kick us off for, for Tangina. I'm going with another human who's just so unique. I actually had someone else, and then I changed my mind. I'm going with Steve Buscemi. Ooh. <laughs> Good. I dig it. Yeah, that's so cool. I was expecting to be here. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. I think it'd be so fun. It'd be real fun, man. That's a great one. Damn. <laughs> Thanks. Whoever wants to go after that can. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, you go. I'm still okay. I'll go. Working through this. Uh, this is this is someone who I I really like, and I, surprisingly, I don't think I've I've used before. Uh, I said Ali Wong. Um, oh. Just you know, somebody who who can really play up those uh, comedic parts, but I think also can have a lot of that stage presence and a lot of like sort of that tenacity to her as well. Uh, yeah, Long is great. Yeah, Esteban, bring us home. Shit, I'm gonna do. Uh, I could. It was. I, I couldn't decide until this very moment. I'm gonna go with Crispin Glover. Oh, <laughs> so not where I was expecting. I to didn't go, know either, but I'm looking at my Back to the Future poster right now, and I'm just seeing Christopher Crispin Glover. Ooh, shit, Christopher Lloyd. No, I'm changing that. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. We're going with Christopher Lloyd. Esteban, Esteban I think in both like episodes you've from... looked at. 
Just being like Brick from Anchorman and just naming things in the room. What the hell? Y'all called me Brick from Anchorman last time. What is this nonsense? Because you looked at the wall and said Harold (laughs) Ramis. Well, first you said John Turturro. You said John Turturro, but it was actually Harold Ramis. He looked like Um, Harold no, literally. No. Okay, that. Okay, originally I was gonna say Chris Catan because in, in the joking in the texting uh, that we were sharing, I wanted Chris Catan to play Carol Ann as a joke because <laughs> I want to. I want to hear Chris Catan say "They're here," you know. Like I want to see. That just seems real funny to see. Okay, Chris. so Chris Catan's your Carol Ann. Yes, right? exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Know. So in Esteban's version of this movie, Tangina uh, <laughs> is played by. Three people, Chris Catan, Christopher Lloyd, and Crispin Glover. Uh, three different takes on the name Chris, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, on that anyway, note. Um, uh, on that note. But Christopher Lloyd peaked. is my definite re- uh, for, uh, for Tangina. <laughs> okay. Christopher Hell Lloyd. Yeah. Final answer. Yes. This house is clean. Esteban, thanks for coming on. Yeah, talking thanks, Poltergeist. Yeah. Ryan, thanks for choosing Poltergeist. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wanted to get a little bit of we'll a short next time with Poltergeist 2. Esteban, any plugs you have? Any plugs? Uh, no, not really. I do I do perform at Logan Square Improv. Uh, I improvise there. Uh, and that's. I wish I... Um, I'm writing a feature-length film that's going to be oh. uh, written and directed oh, nice. by uh, Quentin Tarantino and produced by Ooh. Thelma Schoonmaker. Uh, oh, she's producing it this time, not editing. And then written by Michael J. Fox. That's very. Did cool. I just say written by twice? Yeah, you said <laughs> written by like four people again. Yeah. Um, you did. You love to assign multiple people <laughs> things. Ryan, if Ooh. I could have a second, just yeah. since the reading of my musical is coming. Oh up, shit! Raven Room, uh, October twenty eighth, two thirty p.m. Stabbed in the Heart, a musical written by me and my friend Nate Hall, is doing a concert reading. Uh, we have a super exciting announcement. Um, you can reach out Ooh. to me, find Raven Room or v- Redline VR. Uh, it's pay what you can tickets. We'd love to see you there. We're just trying to get a bunch of people there, get the energy in the room. There will be a live band. It'll be super fun. Nice. Sweet. Raven. Also, you can follow Esteban Reyna at, at Walkin B. Woe. That's Walken like Christopher Walken. So if you want to yeah, find out then, when he's yeah. performing yeah. at uh, LSI or when he is, uh, when his feature length movie written by himself, Michael J. Fox and Quentin Tarantino comes out, go ahead, Cody. So folks can uh, reach out to you for more details if they need to. Can you remind us of your Instagram handle? Yes, it is Cody.a.lindley. Or you can also follow... The at Franchise Fanatics Instagram, I uh, monitor that too. We'd love to have more people follow us. Thank you so much. And thanks to all those who already have. Yeah. All right, y'all. Appreciate you. See you later. Bye. Older guys. Son of a bitch, you left the bodies and you only moved the headstones! You only moved the headstones! Why? Why?